What's up, guys? Welcome to episode. Uh, Bo and I were just thinking 55? 56. 56. We're running a uh, skeleton crew audio system today. <laughs> there's nothing here no but mics, this little guy. No, nothing. So uh, we've had some technical issues. We hope you can hear us adequately. Today we're talking about superchargers. We got us three here, and it sounds like there's an L. Yep. Walking in the room. There's, a, there's, a, there's a bear coming up here. <laughs> there he is. We made it. All right. So. Blowers, they are ancient technology. Yep. At this point, but we have turbo kits for every car that we support. <laughs> Podcast done. Yep. See you guys. Yeah, it is really interesting. <laughs> it is really interesting on how most of our platform cars. Well, I guess not most. Our favorite platform cars came with a blower, and yep. we're like, "Yep, just nope. No, we're gonna." <laughs> I, tried. I tried. I tried to be the blower guy. I mean, I even had the M62 record for a short while and it just four years you know I've never had a blower car I've had two NA cars that I put blowers on you have a Echo with a blower on it with I've no had belt. two, two yeah. NA cars yeah. blowers on them. In high school wrestling, they called me McClure the Blur. McClure the Blur. Ironically, <laughs> it was not very fast. <laughs> I I have a special appreciation now for superchargers after working on my blue car and how much fun it can be. But you have to realize the limits of your supercharger. Yeah, understanding what yeah. you're doing. What's really cool is you can is like your LSJ or 3800, it's there. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with you're making it work, yeah. Yeah. you know, and uh, going down uh, the mod trail of a supercharger because it's there. And, but uh, we don't work on big high displacement V8s that could run a giant blower and make a ton of power. Like, right? You're you're gonna max it about. Most civilians will max at 300 on an M62. Most civilians will max out at like 380 on an M90. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you sit. Unless so, you uh, forgive me. What's the ZR1 displacement? Six liter. Uh, seven. Seven something. Seven one. Seven one. So. Yeah. Yeah, so you, so you max out the 2-liter at, so we'll say, low 300s if you do everything right. So if you multiply that displacement-wise, about there. Yeah. Pretty close. Right. Yeah, because the, the ZR1 gets a, what, a 2650? Or is it it's 2300, uh, I think, on it. The size of the blower? 20, yeah, size of the blower. So, like, what's that? M62? M62 is 1.3? Liters? I don't remember exactly. Yeah. There's one point something. One it's point. just cubic inches instead of liters if you do the math. Just the volume inside of the it's, scrolls. So this kind of leads into one of the sections of, of what we were going to do on this podcast. I'm still out of breath. I was, <laughs> I was, I was running carrying tires, so give me a break. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the, the, the sizing of the blower is the amount of air that it displaces for one revolution of the blower. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's why they're physically bigger when they are a bigger number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many how many kids get yeeted off the carousels? Well, see the problem. It's different because you're you're yeah. stuffing kids. You're not. Yeah. Them. This is more like the superchargers. Like every time I turn around, I can take this many kids from here <laughs> and I can shove them over here. Yep. <laughs> and your your limit is. There's like space a big in which you can. There's a big crowd of kids those. coming through the throttle body, <laughs> and the, the blower just. Yeah, yeah, that well, and like uh, 
An M90 is super responsive to a larger throttle body because there's a lot there ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, you get th- their throttle tip ends a lot more responsive. Well, that's with any throttle body, but a throttle body, the inlet of the blower has a big effect on the horsepower. Yeah, you're so if make. you have something restricting how many kids are coming down the hallway, yeah, it's going to try to, it's going to do this size of a swoop. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> but if there's less kids, then it's not going to move as much air. If you don't know what we're referring about, about yeeting kids, <laughs> there is a old podcast. Yeah. You'll watch our Turbo Tech yeah, the Talk. Yeah, Turbo Tech Talk. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a common mis- misconception with the root style superchargers that we work on is that they're, you always see the, the <clears throat> sticker that says it crushes air and shit. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It's moving that air into not the kinds that we use. Yes, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like the the root style that we use doesn't actually crush the air right. and make that's it more centrifugal no. style. Uh, no, like a twin screw, like a Whipple. Yeah, where they have oh. uh, two different rotors that mesh together, and one actually moves faster than the other. So you have yeah, a so the chamber as it moves from one end of the blower to the other actually gets smaller on the twin screws. Mm-hmm. So it does compress the air while it's moving it from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. The M62 and other roots type blowers, the displacement and the size of the air chunk doesn't change. It's mm-hmm. just moving it from the inlet to the outlet. So why did GM use that style for everything? Just for long, longevity. longevity and cost? Yeah. And they, they do their intended job well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like a stock 3800, it just, it, it seven to eight pounds of boost just picks it up on its feet a little bit moves it around town you know that's all they wanted it to do and what'd you say can go up to 380 max effort m90 record for 464 464 do you need more than that ever (laughs) like (laughs) no trevor's a little horsepower guy (laughs) (laughs) um yeah a, a typical stage three lsj full bolt ons full exhaust intake in a two-way on pump gas on our dyno you're gonna see 260 to 280 yeah it, it really varies more than you would think car to car mm-hmm. yeah especially e- as the cars get older yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah ethan uh parasitic loss blowers you're you're using your engine power to power your yeah let's let's force induction let's go into that real quick about the parasitic loss. Yeah, so... How much it actually takes to spin that thing. Yeah, turbos are not free. They do choke up the exhaust. But the end result is an overall... Wasted energy is spinning it, not, you know... Yeah, somewhat. You're utilizing energy, a good chunk of it that would just be going out the tailpipe. And then you do lose some VE mm-hmm. from, the, from the exhaust back pressure compared to... Like what a centrifugal supercharger would make. It's essentially a turbo compressor wheel running off of the belt. Yeah. Belt driven turbo. There's so many ways you can dive into this if you're wanting to nerd out about it. (laughs) But, uh, uh, so how much does it suck? Would you say it's like deleting AC is the equivalent of your, well, L's, L's, uh, yeah, I'll let you let you say it. So yeah, you remember so, it, right? Uh, I, what was <laughs> it? The spot. Two podcasts ago, basically said the if you take a M62 car on 80-pound injectors and a good fuel pump, you're oh. going to max that blower car around, on E85, around 300, a little more than 300 horse. Mm-hmm. You take your M62 off and put an S257 on it, you'll make like 500. 
same amount of fuel. That's how much. And if it's the same amount of fuel, and it's the same air fuel ratio, then it's the same amount of air. Yep. Also, or pretty darn close to it. So that's how so much. That's when you explain it that way. That's when most people are like, "Oh." <laughs> One more time, out. Same amount of fuel. Same amount of boost. Same amount of air. Not the same amount of boost. Okay. I shouldn't say boost because boost is only a restriction of airflow. Well, I'll get into that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same air fuel ratio. All right. So a hundred wheel horsepower difference. Or more. Or more. Two. Yeah. In that yeah. example. Almost two on an LSJ. But I mean to to make low three hundreds on the E eighty five M sixty two, you're gonna be running a two six or a two five or like a two six with an ATI. Yep. So you're you're spinning a blower way faster than it was never <laughs> Ever intended meant to be. To. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, think about all that horsepower you're using just to drive those rotors in the blower. I'll do this one for you. I t- I turbo swapped the Regal this year. Mm-hmm. The same the same boost level. Let me let me let me back up. Uh, on my on the on the supercharged setup, it went fourteen oh one at ninety six miles an hour. Turbo so swapped nice. it. Turbo swapped it with the same boost, and it went twelve four at one hundred and fifteen. <laughs> That's a pretty good. Yeah, twenty five miles per hour. Twenty five miles per hour in two you, seconds. Did you change your fuel system when you swap blower to turbo? Nope. Same injectors. Same. How close were you to the limit of your fuel system on the blower? You know what? I don't remember, but not near. I'm basically maxing out a set of 60s almost right now. Okay. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. I I don't remember. But I picked up two full seconds and 20 miles an hour in the quarter on the same boost. Another small thing you you can look at to really try to grasp how much power the blower is requiring is belt slip. Yeah. Like when, um, look at how hard it is to get the belt on some of the setups. Mm-hmm. Especially at 3800. Yeah. With the belt wrap and all that. Yeah, every like, time we put the belt on Zoom's car. And <laughs> so. Oh, you're sweating. I come over. I start sweating. It's it's a thing. And it's, it's a whole thing. still, on that so, tiny little thing, it's so much resistance to turning that the belt is slipping on. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's an incredible amount of force. Well, Tim was telling me the last time we were on the dyno that they used to, like, take two trucks and put the belt on the ball hitches of the trucks and, like, tug a war them. And stretch, stretch, out. stretch them out. And then <laughs> click and saw them. Like, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> so it was broken and pre-stretched. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> but obviously, with all this, you know, this whole podcast isn't going to be a shit on Superchargers talk. No. Swear to No. no. <laughs> oh, dang. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I was going to rip this off and then put it in there. Uh, you know, superchargers have their place, like Bo said, <clears throat> especially on an LSJ and then uh, L- L67. Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, it's what you it comes with. So that's that's always nice. Yeah. Starting off with a boosted car already is getting you 10 steps ahead of most NA setups. Yeah. And if you have an LSJ and you want to make 250... How much is it going to cost you swapping to a turbo versus uh, yeah. a couple bolts? Two fifty yeah. is E eighty five and a stock pulley like we've shown. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a couple cooling mods. So you're like four hundred dollars into it. And the reason why I'm keeping the blower at least for a little bit longer is how much fun it is 
stoplight to stoplight. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I've never been a big roll race guy. Like the roll racing scene here in Mexico, Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, Mexico is not very big. So like, I've never been really tempted to build a car to go do that. Yeah. Like Ryan was with the snowball, mm-hmm. but coming to work every day in that car is a blast. Mm-hmm. I hit the on-ramp. Yep. And you go, <laughs> shift into third. And then there, I'm, like, I'm at like 75. Uh, I've never messed around with the light rotor packs myself. Um, but from a physics standpoint, I don't really see, I think it's kind of a marketing gimmick, honestly. I mean, yes, if they're lighter, it's going to take less force to accelerate them, but it's dependent on the rate of acceleration. And like most of the parasitics you're getting is simply from trying to move the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the actual moving of the rotors. You could spin those all day, but it's the air that's coming in that you gotta. So, well, how would you lighten them without just change the material, right? Of the oh, there's places that gun drill them oh, through okay. the middle and then plug the ends. Oh, oh, so it's not gonna be much. No, but I mean, it's it's one, another one of those things that if you're going for every single last horsepower, yeah, I would home. say do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I have respect for the guys who do extravagant blower builds for like it, this is the challenge there to well even like Tyler's has been so much fun because it's such yeah. a tough battle mm-hmm. of like, hey, yeah every little thing is a couple more and mm-hmm. and then yeah like you said the, the LSJ you you do a 2827 pulley and E85 all day long you're knocking at 300 but you want to make 320 your electric water pump cams valve springs all like everything every last thing yeah <laughs> The uh, yeah, my my saying is every every five horsepower over four hundred wheel with an M ninety, it's easier to make twenty horsepower under four hundred wheel yeah. for every five over four hundred wheel. Oh, it's like yeah. that barrier right five there. Five. It's crazy. But uh, electric turbos and electric superchargers sound great in theory, but if you look at the technology that's out there with electric motors today, I mean, like look at the Tesla vehicles. Yeah, and we still don't have. Electric good. turbos or superchargers, like that's there's a lot more to it than just putting a motor on it. The 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 only cool application that I've seen it that has proved to work is how the F1 cars run the turbos with the the shaft all the way through the engine and, it's and even that and, at the oh. and those guys are at the peak of technology. Yeah, and even that is just used as a very light assist. Yeah, it's not it's not like you're getting light up. You know, they can't. It doesn't run completely off of that. It's just a little bit extra. It's just a little bit extra to help decrease the spool time. Yeah, yeah. And they can capture a little bit of regen energy from it. I think the biggest problem we see here at ZZP is, I mean, I'll just move right into it because we need to address this. Is people under pulley. Over pulley, however you want to look at it, they run too small of a pulley on their modular hub of their Eaton air stuffer. (laughs) (laughs) Air stuffer, (laughs) the heat pump, the old heat pump. Yep. Yeah, and that's the other thing is these they create so much heat. Um, It would be it would be pretty wild to somehow get like a a thermal camera in a uh, intake manifold to watch and have, I don't know, something in there that you could watch it get hotter 
as the air starts coming in, you know, mm. like start up the car and it's blue and then it mm-hmm. one oh, hit yeah. and it's just like glowing red. That would be cool. That yeah. would be neat. Because, yeah, IAT2s on blower cars, that's, I mean, that's what you're battling. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, a 3800 came without an intercooler. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've ran tests in post or pre intercooler of nearly 400 degrees of intake temps mm-hmm. and you when you're not have when you're not cooling that air it's going right into the cylinder yeah <laughs> and that's why grand prix guys don't go to a three four pulley right off the bat no you're just making more heat and it's, intercool your stock pulley first yeah it's just literally hot air right in the cylinders hot air is not very dense no and it, and it causes a lot of knots. Yeah. <laughs> Some pre-detonation and things aren't That's happy. not a thing. It's it's funny watching you uh, tune 3800s, and I look at, like, you know, my scans on the, my blue car, and I get, like, one little blip, <laughs> like, one or two degrees, and these dudes send in scans, and they're, like, five <laughs> across the Just whole mad. place. The knock looks like the throttle position. <laughs> like, he has a knock going at the same rate. They nearly match. It's like, no. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's a three, four pulley. I don't care what pulley. 16 pounds of boost is too much, buddy. <laughs> oh. oh, Paul, that's a, I, I've seen that. Somebody did that on an M62, cooled the snout. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think Stegmaier did some of that stuff back in the day. <laughs> a, couple- a popular uh, blower modifying company. Mm-hmm. Because the snout generates heat? The bacon cool, keeps the burning I mean, cool. Yeah. Some. I could see doing it as a longevity mod. Yeah. But it's not going to make not gonna change your intake temps. <laughs> no. Hmm. Yeah, I'd always, I'd always suggest whatever pulley size you think you need, bump it up two sizes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Get the car up and running. You know, if you're scanning with Al or Tyler or whoever, you know, the, your tuner knows whether if it's time to pulley it down or not based on the, the scan, not what you think your buddy ran on his setup 10 years ago. Because he was probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you and thought you need to go a size under him. Knocking all the way through the pole. Yeah. Uh, cars are faster with larger pulleys 99% of the time. Yep. And faster for longer. Yeah, that, that's the biggest another thing, thing too. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, you're fighting heat, but... And trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no matter what type of intercooler you have, it only has so much capacity to remove heat. Now, if we fill the whole cabin full of coolant and run it through the intercooler, what do we What do we think? Can we get, like, four poles out of that? <laughs> well, I mean, if you... Hmm. I was thinking about adding, like, a duct off it with a little microwave. You could just, like, cook stuff while you're driving <laughs> You said 400 degrees. <laughs> Bake a batch of cookies That's on the way to work. pizza rolls in like three minutes. <laughs> G- when GM made the 3800, they didn't realize they had invented the world's first air fryer. So <laughs> <laughs> you put a little, little bleed port, take one of your vacuum lines and run it into an igloo cooler. <laughs> or make a flap on the intake manifold and open it up and put your bagel in there. <laughs> Go for a quick drive. <laughs> Bing. Oh, yeah. Those old 3800 High cars did have the best heaters of their time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like here in Michigan, I remember all the Grand Prix dudes had yeah, the thir- best heat. 3800s, they have great heat and they have great AC. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. Especially the Buick models. They did have amazing AC. Yeah. yeah. My AC Air- works great. Erica's old 
uh, what year was it? 04 LeSabre. That thing had the best. It could be 105 degrees outside, and you crank that puppy in like two minutes. You're down to 60. You're <laughs> shivering like putting a My GT on. that I had was uh, limo tent, and then limo tent down to the line on the windshield, which helps with the cabin temps. And on my long highway drives to school in the hottest days, it eventually would get to the point where I had the fan on one and I would have to take the temp dial and kick it off a full cold a few clicks because it was just (laughs) so cold in there. So, Al, I've heard you talk about because I don't think a lot of people know you were a blower boy. I was. Years or not even years? Uh, Yeah. A couple years? years? And I've heard you recently talk about your uh, your dream LSJ rip around town setup. Oh, it's surprisingly not a turbo. No, does no, that it still is not. stand? It still stands 100. percent That's why I keep pushing Tyler with his car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stock pulley, 85, 75 shot. <laughs> there it is. Yep. <laughs> and now we get into what makes blowers work well. <laughs> so see, we were talking about that intake temp thing. And nitrous, when it comes out of the bottle, is really, really, really cold. Really cold. So it's funny because when you spray even just a a 50 or a a richly jetted 35 shot pre-blower, it cools the air and makes the air so much more dense that you gain boost and the sound of the blower wine changes Mm -hmm. just from how... Yeah, how have we not brought up blower wine yet? That's like yeah, their number yeah, one advantage. <laughs> well, we were busy shoving them into the dirt. I figured we'd save some of the good stuff for later. Uh, but yeah, uh, stock pulley E85, I would not be surprised if we touched 350 with a 75 shot. Mm-hmm. Just because of how much efficiency you gain. gain yeah. Mm-hmm. Richly jetted the 75 shot? Well, to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, <clears throat> most important part about a blower car though is getting the exhaust, getting the air out. You know, make sure you have a good free flowing exhaust cam. That's the well, yeah, that pulls us back to the whole boosters restriction thing. Yeah, and whoever came up with that phrase was the same one that said that <laughs> torque, torque is hitting the wall and horsepower is how hard you hit the wall and torque is how far you take it with you. And that, you know, everyone in the room was drunk when the first person said that, and they're just like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I still live by that. So correct I'm, me if you're wrong. You do. If 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 <laughs> if what? You're making me mad. I can't even say. Oh, how is how is restrict how is a restriction of your engine not going to create more boost in the what, intake? Now? How much power do you think you would make if your blower provided zero PS hot? What? If boost is just a measure of restriction, then we want to get rid of restriction. Okay. If your blower made zero pounds of boost, how much power do you think you'd gain over NA? I don't think we're going to gain any with no, zero boost. You're probably going to lose some because there's still some parasitic spinning Yeah, you're spinning that bad boy. So, yes, boost is, in certain context, a measurement of restriction. But it is equally, if not more importantly, part of what's used to calculate air density. Mm-hmm. That is the important part. So you, what, where I was getting with that is you have to have boost. Otherwise, the blower would not do anything. Mm-hmm. Like if you're, so displacement of the blower, right? Mm-hmm. If it was the same as the engine, okay, and you ran the same size blower pulley and crank pulley, there would be no boost. 
Yeah. It'd be taking this much air and moving mm-hmm. it to here, and then the piston would be taking that and pulling it in the cylinder. And there'd be no boost anywhere, and it'd be exactly the same air going in the cylinder as if it was NA. Mm-hmm. So you have to spin the blower fast That's enough true. that it is displacing at a higher rate than what the engine is consuming. Mm-hmm. And the engine is the restriction. The engine is the restriction. Yeah. But Causing thinking the of boost. your engine as a restriction. Causing the boost. <laughs> the fact that it displaces less than what the blower is, is what causes boost. Yes. Yeah. But people always say boost is a measure of restriction as if it's a bad thing. I guess I guess I just get the restriction part as if uh, you put a 3-4 pulley on your car or whatever your stage 1 pulley is, and you don't have a exhaust mod. That is your restriction, so you're going to have a lot more boost in the intake manifold. Mm-hmm. That's the res- boost is in, what is the saying? Measure of restriction. Yeah. Not a so it is, power. but that's not all it is. Yeah, yeah that's I understand that, but they, they go hand in hand. Right, so it also depends on the context. So when you use a phrase like that or when people are talking about that, you have to look at a specific setup, and then that's... The boost is like uh, the value that you're measuring. And then you can change other things to to change that boost number. So like there's been times where people are like, uh, I want 20 PSI out of my stock pulley M62. And I'm like, well, go jam potato in the tailpipe and drill a half inch hole in it. Like, there you go. So there you go. go. Now you got 20 PSI, but it's not flowing crap, is it? So now we're on the other part of the equation. How much air is actually passing through the engine? Yeah, no kids going in there. Yep. One yep. kid if the kids can't go out, you can't push more in. <laughs> uh, Ethan, we should touch on his question here. Uh, porting blowers. Massive. It helps a good bit. Yeah. It's another one of those things that uh, it's like a every last horsepower type of thing. I mean, you're not going to gain 50 horse out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've done dyno tests. Uh, Flit has done a lot of dyno tests. Bill Heimer and Cat5 has done a lot of tests on cars. And there are gains to be had there. You'll see you know, an increase in flow. And you'll see a slight reduction in intake temps. And that's definitely something that I recommend people do if they're going for every last horsepower. Send your send your blower out to Josh. Uh, Cam, putting a LSJ supercharger on a 2.2. I had a 2.4. That's an awesome setup. We sell a kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't put it's it on. It's super, super pretty easy. easy. Yeah, the highest horsepower Ecotec blower that I know of is on a two point two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Four fifty six wheel. Before we leave the uh, porting a blower thing, 30, yeah. if there's any thirty eight hundred guys listening, there is a lot of gains to be had porting your Gen three M ninety, but it's usually way more efficient. Just to go to cost saving. I mean, everything better just to switch to a Gen five blower, which is basically about as good as it gets the way GM made it. What uh, were we? Even Zoom's car at 464 wheel horsepower and the 400, the 11 that it sits at now is a stock Gen 5 blower. Yeah. <laughs> what were we just talking about um, that you were complaining they never run Gen 5s? Oh, the J-Series guys. <laughs> yeah, the Honda guys. Honda guys. Yeah, yeah. They, they run... Uh, they always threes. got a Gen 3 blower and I'm like, there's a better one! <laughs> there's a better one! I wonder why. I don't Just know. Easier what they get in the junkyard, yeah. Because yeah. the Gen 5s are only 04 plus Grand Prix, so mm-hmm. a pretty little hard, hard to find them. They're normally double the cost, too. <laughs> um, if, you, if you 
3800 guys, or even LSJ guys, if you have a chance, look at the Gen 3 outlet versus the Gen 5. Like, yeah. if you can get a picture next to each other, I don't know how people stuff all that air through this much. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, smaller than an M62. It That's doesn't make sense. That's pretty crazy. Yep. Well, the M62 is a Gen 5. Oh, it's just you know. the generation of Eaton blowers. Yes. Oh, okay. So was there a Gen 3 M62? Mm-hmm. On what? Or, or I don't, they, even, I don't remember exactly. <laughs> we had some here at one point. It's not the Series 13800, is it? I thought that was an M90. So where's the Gen 7? I don't remember. I think it's stopped at 5. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, but to, to, to carry on with the boosters restriction thing, uh, where I was getting with the variable thing. So if you are have a certain car and a certain setup and you're looking to improve the efficiency of the engine to gain power, that is a context is when you would look at the boost as a measurement of restriction. Mm-hmm. So now if you change your exhaust and increase the efficiency of the engine, you'll see your boost pressure go down and your power go up mm-hmm. because you slightly increase the airflow into the engine and you have also, by reducing your boost, slightly reduced the parasitic loss that the blower is using mm-hmm. to move that air. Yeah. So it's two two ways. And when there's less boost, your intake temps are a little lower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's three different ways that you gain power in a context where that you were just looking at boost as a restriction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why we always tell people you you want to keep your supercharger in a certain range because yeah. that's mm-hmm. just like a compressor map it's the efficiency range of the blower yeah and that's where most people get the boost as a restriction measure of restriction um but yeah on an m62 it's anywhere from 12 to 17 pounds um like my blue car makes like 11 because <laughs> it's on a stock pulley and a free-flowing <laughs> yeah. exhaust yeah uh, but my intake temps are amazing so it's great and i can run a crap load of timing Yep, and that's that's actually something we were talking about the other day. Mm-hmm. On a thirty eight hundred, you said you would take another pound of boost over more timing, and from my experience, I would take more timing on an LSJ over more boost. Mm-hmm. And that may be that might be a question for you. Uh, up until you're around like twenty, twenty one. Yeah. Jesus, for an LSJ, that you've made twenty one pounds on an M sixty two. No degrees of timing. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I've seen over twenty yeah. on an M sixty two with a clawed cat. Why larger throttle body on the LSJ is not a very streetable mod by the Edim Project? Well, why is it not very streetable? Yeah, because there's only one that fits, and that's just how it works. It's and the LSJ PCM is not very smart. The plug happens to be the same. <laughs> the pinout happens to be the same. But it's yeah. ECU doesn't like it. It's just on off, right? There's just not. There's not Kinda. a ton of adjustment there, and it's considerably. If you could lighter. change the throttle blade versus pedal position, yeah. then you oh. could make it way smoother. But, it's but if you look at close. like the cross section area increase when the thro- throttle blade cracks open, when your blade is bigger, uh, it's a much bigger jump at the same angle change. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So if you move your pedal 5% on the stock throttle body, you might get, say, 20%. Or say, okay. like, 20 square millimeters of air. But if you do the same thing on an LS4 throttle body, it might be 45 square millimeters of air. So that's what makes it jumpy. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. really a problem with the throttle body itself. It's a lack of being able to adjust for it. Yeah. The control is not there. 
Yeah, that's what's nice about a 3800. You got that cable. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that on the last podcast. We'll yeah. throw it in today. <laughs> I was so mad. So, wait, when you said up to 21 degrees, you're saying over 21 degrees of timing, you would rather take more boost? Yeah. Okay. Generally. On a, just a blower setup or anything? Anything, really. Okay. My car made 743 on 19 degrees of timing. Yeah. Pretty solid. I mean, if, if if timing is the only thing you have left when you're going for power, then obviously, yeah. You're going to increase it. Yeah. There. And, and you don't want to run timing too low either. There's a, You want to be up to a, I'm, I'm not going to get into that, but you want to be a, at a certain level to where the, you actually have efficient combustion happening. Yeah. Um, but I would much rather keep the timing in a very safe range to account for mishaps. random oddities, yeah. mishaps. And... Uh, I know Flit is familiar with the phrase, let the boost do the work. Mm. Yeah. It is kind of the way that I approach it. It's worked well for me. You're leaning on the engine a lot. Yeah, just because you can run 26 degrees of timing doesn't mean you should. <laughs> I mean, most people that do yeah. that doesn't actually have the car on the dyno and seeing what it does. Yeah. And if you're only gaining a horsepower or two for each degree you add, don't put that degree in there. Yeah. Maybe I need to put the blue car back on. <laughs> On the dyno? Maybe. That's <laughs> well, like 27 on the top end. But it's a stock pulley, so... Yeah. You're not yeah. hurting anything on that. No. <laughs> but throw it on the dyno, and then cap your timing table off at 24. And see what it does. Pole. Yeah. Probably won't lose as much power as you think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody brought it up. Uh, meth injection and blowers. Now, generally, at ZZP, we... We like the idea of meth if you don't have E85 available. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it can be a good octane booster. But then on a blower car, it's doing some of what nitrous would do mm-hmm. a little bit. when properly set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's reducing the intake temps. But, and it's high octane. Yeah. But to get the high octane, you have to run a lot of actual meth. And then I know uh, Flit has done a lot of testing with water meth injection because they didn't have E85 for avail- available for a while. Okay. Um, and he's done testing with a lot of different mixes of it, too. Um, my personal testing that I've done, I have never had a scenario where 50-50 performed as good or better than straight meth. Yeah. But straight meth is dangerous. Yes, it's... Like a bomb. It, yeah, it's, you're it. it's fuel and it burns clear. So that's kind of dangerous. And it's odorless too, right? Eh, not or do odorless. They add, do they add stuff to it? I don't know. I've never smelled meth. Myself. It's kind of rubbing alcohol <laughs> Can you say that on YouTube? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dang it. Number two. <laughs> now, so, so on that note, uh, if I didn't have E85 available and was doing meth injection on a blower car, I would treat it as a separate fuel system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would use a fuel cell and a fuel pump and fuel rated lines so that way everything is safe mm-hmm. and run straight meth in it. Yeah. Now, the other thing I like there is when you have it set up like a fuel system and you're controlling everything well, you can run enough of it to where if the system fails, you don't blow your car yeah. up because it's it's so lean, lean that it can't hurt itself it just falls flat on its face yep yeah if you're if you're relying on that just a little bit and then you lose it then you're 
in the actual lean danger zone. Yeah, like say say 10, 10% of your total fueling, and, and this is not exact, don't get nerdy on me, but let's say 10% of your total fueling a lot's coming from your meth system and it fails. So your AFR is going to kick up about a point yep. or so, maybe a little more. And if you're on the edge. And that's still rich enough that it's still going to combust mm-hmm. and bad things are going to happen. Especially if like, like say, say you're somewhere like high elevation where you're limited to 91 octane Ooh. and you're running 22 degrees on your LSJ and your meth system fails. Hey, bye. Bye. You're done. <laughs> By the time the knock sensor reacts, it's just telling you what already happened. It's yeah. too late. <laughs> there is no correcting in time. The only thing you could do is go back and be like, yep, that's where it failed. <laughs> Uh, that was the moment right, right there oh. we might have to send a sticker pack to Flint or something thanks for taking care of all the chat questions for us he's yeah. very experienced with <laughs> methanol methanol yeah it, uh, the guys and who, blowers the guys who run meth they they're like that's their their lord and savior there's, usually there's a lot more that goes into it than just throwing a kid on yeah but most people don't want to put to the do time that. into yeah. doing all that mm-hmm. I got, I got another point if we're ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Just sure. thinking through all the things of... Normally we get the blower people that are sitting on their thrones defending it to the end. Yep. Uh, next point is a power band. Yeah. What do you guys have to say about that? I think I think that's a great point, which actually brings into something I wanted to bring up, was running a, a good converter with a, a blower setup. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, we speak manual uh, around right. here? Yeah. <laughs> what are you converting? <laughs> so, so GM loved the parasitic loss of the blower so much. They're like, let's do this before it even gets to the trains. No kidding. <laughs> it's a heat pump. It sucks power out of the car. And then we spin the fluid with this weird disc thing. Yeah. And then it sucks it some more. There's a fan that pushes the fluid and then the walls are like, no, I don't want the fluid. Go back the other way. We, we only sell them as crank horsepower, so yeah. ship it. <laughs> but anyway, go on. Yeah, it seems how we if you it. do have a 3800 with a 4T65E and your supercharger is connected to your crankshaft by belt and your boost is directly related to how fast your crank is spinning, it is helpful to have a high stall converter to make sure your RPM is always, you know, your you're in the in a good spot yeah and uh you know when you're building if you're gonna build a 3800 like a nice m90 setup with a cam and stuff make sure you don't overlook the converter we got a 2500 stall a 3000 stall and a 3500 stall now oh yeah that's new oh Yep. We need to try that in something. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, even talking about the manuals, we all have our gearing, mm-hmm. and most of our cars are limited to a hard rev limiter, so you have... Someone's asking about a manual. X amount of range, and, like, if you're trying to do a specific thing and you're putting a turbo on it that doesn't fit... Well, yeah, you can definitely manual stuff 3,300. Yeah, there's a couple more yeah. out there than you'd think. Yeah, on the uh, short rundown, Bo. What's, what's it take? Um... Yeah, short and sweet, 3800 manual swap. You're gonna need an F23 out of an early 90s Grand Prix or Beretta. <laughs> you and like literally or just keep the Beretta. Yeah, or just 3800 swap the Beretta. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on that Or team. a newer six-speed F40 out of a G6 GTP. The Cobalt ones do not work. Yep, it's a different bell bell housing. The Saab 9.3 2 liter ones do not work, but the Saab 9.3 2.8 
do work do work yeah it's a different bell housing um but yeah boa may or may not be doing it seems it seems to be like the best way to do it is go out find an old manual grand prix or beretta that's in the yard or cheap and you're gonna need to salvage literally every from everything (laughs) from it including the shifter and the clutch pedal yep yeah so uh and don't be pedals. if if you are seriously considering it, don't be afraid of the F twenty three. We have proved and we've had customers prove that the F twenty three, even though the number is lower, it is not a inferior transmission. If well, you look through GM vehicles and when they come out with the new transmission, it's rated uh, slightly higher than the engine in whatever car that trans was designed for. Yep. Mm. <laughs> it is not they, an actual. They just say like they oh, got wow. real lazy with the ratings of these. This makes two hundred. All right, twenty three. This yeah. makes three fifty. All right, forty. Like mm-hmm. they, they, that's just kind of what they did. Yeah. But the F twenty three has the better shaft design that the F forty has that the F thirty lacked, and that was the F thirty five's big, yeah, design downfall. But yeah. We always hear the LSD thing. Just want to touch on Ethan's comment, but Matt's car still open diff is open diff. Open diff running eights. It's so, it's not as important in a drag car yeah. that as as long as the car is set up right and the track is good. Yeah. If it's a spotty track, you know, all have problems. Yeah. Now <laughs> been there, done that. My car is open diff too. Road course cars, LSD all day every like that's a no brainer. Yeah. If you're, you're turning, turning corners. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you're going in a straight line and you can get both wheels to hook, hold the deficit. Wait, as far as drag racing goes, as long as a car is balanced fairly well and the track is prepped evenly and you're running a slick, uh, drag slicks gain tractive force with slip up to a certain percentage. So we thought it was 20%. We don't. <laughs> it's a ballpark. Um, so up to a certain slip percent, as long as you're not completely annihilating the tire right off the hit, they, they will self-balance on a, a properly set up and properly prepped track. Yeah. The, the LSD is really just going to help you uh, when something goes wrong with the launch, which happens a lot. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there definitely are times I wished I would have had it, but, you know, there's certain scenarios like where there's spotty track prep where it could have made handling the car worse. Yeah. If it's grabbing more on one and side you're pulling, than the other. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But yeah, on the power band thing again, like, I wish we could overlay a graph, but... Yeah. I, like a lot of people, thought of turbos <laughs> as, like, let's say a 7163 Ecotec. Mm-hmm. I thought that's just how all turbo cars was. New. New. And I was like, oh, superchargers are cool, because you have the first half of the RPM that makes boost. Yeah. And then oh. I drove a K04 car, and I was like... Oh, oh, yeah. Superchargers are silly. <laughs> yeah. Not that opens up another funny phenomenon to where a lot of uh, small stock turbo car communities, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. the focuses and even like the neon guys that didn't venture out far and the LNF guys. <laughs> yeah. People think a turbo car is supposed to make the same torque and power. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) That's a trade-off of having a really small turbo that spools really fast. So you get a big torque spike, and then it falls off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why a a KO4 will only max at 340 max effort. Mm -hmm. But your torque spike is like this, and then your horsepower is like that. 
Yeah, and horsepower is just a different calculation of your rate of torque application. That's why, you know, generally, if you have flat torque and your RPM keeps going up, then your horsepower will keep going up to infinity. Which, like, when, like Tyler and I talk about road course people, you know, the big argument is, oh, linear power band, way better for road coursing. But, like, if you have a turbo that from 2,000 RPM to 8 makes the same amount, like, flat line, essentially... Yeah. That's still going to be better for turning corners and exiting. Yeah, a flat torque curve is makes theoretically... It, makes the car easier better. to handle. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the best you can well, get. Well, when you look at your dyno sheet, the torque number is what will cause you to lose traction. Yes. Yeah. So if you can have flat torque on a vehicle, then And you can easier. handle that amount mm-hmm. of torque through your tire and suspension setup yeah keep revving yeah. it farther you keep making more and more power yeah and that's the, the game that the front wheel drive half mile guys play we try to get the torque as flat as we possibly can for less We're slip. ramping boost ramping timing doing whatever you have to do <laughs> you get the torque as flat as you possibly can and then you bump that up and so you're on the edge of losing traction and you maintain that for the entire gear yeah. and then you, you want those tires up like and you do the same thing on the next shivering gear. shivering <laughs> on the edge of traction yeah. Yeah. calculated slip is shiver yep yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, ryan wallstrom i said 340 as like a normal civilian what did we make a on a on our ko4 <laughs> matt made over four yeah but you don't want to do that no 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 oh oh <laughs> no we are not done with the drag sonic uh i broke it again uh, this time it wasn't my fault oh well, the i mean it's always my fault yep. but yeah, he did it pretty good uh so we were we went to the last drag day and we've had these sweet uh, axles we had made by Frana that have lasted all year, no problems. And Edgewater was the prep was weird. I, it's I, Flip, it's, I do want to come back to your comment after this. Story. Something that I haven't experienced yet, but it was just wheel hopping like mad. I kept bringing down the pressure on the tires. Thought I could work through it, even with the traction bar. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I put the traction bar on and it. I had too much traction, tractive force, and uh, <laughs> I actually sheared the uh, splines into the hub on the axle, which was the only OE part of the axle left. Which I've never seen before. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, we should post that today. Yeah, we should. Recap that, because I got those nice pictures of it. So. Uh, but so, yeah, I sheared that, and we brought I brought like eight backup axles as normal, and uh, but I destroyed the hub, so... That yeah. was that was the end That's of the day. not a quick change part. Nope. No. You got to press in the hub and all that. So, so Flitz mentioning the bigger blower, bigger engine, bigger valves. Yes. More kids. More kids. More kids. Easier for the blower to push kids to their new home. <laughs> this yeah. is kind of what he's going for. So I'm not a fan of... Like the two four stroker bottom ends that people want to do, unless you're trying to make big power on a blower. Mm-hmm. And this goes back into Bo's mountain he's going to die on of boost as a measurement of restriction. <laughs> <laughs> something about slamming into a wall or something. <laughs> so, once again, we have to put it in a context. <laughs> so, if you have a two liter engine and, you know, whatever supercharger on this given pulley mm-hmm. at say 8,000 RPM, you have the displacement of the blower, and so it's moving this much air every time it makes a lap. 
and it's going this many RPM, so you have a certain amount of air that it's flowing, and that rate is constant. Yep. So if you increase the displacement of the engine and make more space for that air to go, then your boost pressure drops down Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Significantly. Significantly. 0.4 liters. 20%. Yeah, that's pretty big. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So from that displacement change, you get... uh, more air going through the motor in a yep and now you've done all the things we mentioned earlier you've lowered the boost pressure brought so you reduced the parasitic loss on the blower you've brought down your intake temps and you've increased the flow through the engine by increasing its displacement yep. and that's a very effective way to, of doing it now the problem is the two, two four, four cranks. cranks yep yep they usually will end up shaking the reluctor off it doesn't really matter what you do. You can try welding the bolts in. It doesn't matter. Just how, ma- how many did uh, Tim, Tim go was going through an engine like every third trip to the drag strip? Mm-hmm. No thanks. But yeah. he was spinning it to nine because Tim. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> as much as I wish my two four was a manual, because that car like ripped, and if it didn't have. A 60 horsepower loss through the auto yeah i'm sure that would have been sweet it's it's really not worth not doing the car we've done a billion of like, yeah yeah like you there's so many weird little now if you could still get the uh, the eagle 22 cranks i think that yeah. would be a good route to go mm, yep does mike have one of those no no stop I thought, right? I thought he did i they made him for a minute and then stopped they made them for quite a while, but yeah. they started back in the J-Body days. Yeah. We're at the uh, last 10 minutes, guys, so mm. ask us any questions about superchargers or anything, really. Yeah, before we just uh, go on to our last we'll, 10 minutes, we'll keep I, think, talking, but yeah. I think the three major points of this podcast are what Al's touched on twice now. No, I do not think 600 is possible. No, I don't think so either. Maybe supercharger is glorious. Nine thousand RPM on a supercharged setup, that would be pretty pretty oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, he's been there. I've been um, there on accident a couple times. What what engine? Mine. Or Flint's. Illustrate. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, unlike somebody, uh, you can take a LSJ past 8192. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll refrain from name calling. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Also, anyway, we have. Oh, no, I was just saying Al, Al's touched on the three good points twice now. And, uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Don't forget to check out Gen 3 and Gen 5 M90 blower dress-up kits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should have opened with that. <laughs> no, I yeah. thought about it coming up here. Ah, nice plug. Totally forgot. Yeah, seriously, guys. We got uh, full, complete, every single bolt on your yep. M90. <clears throat> Gen 3 or Gen 5. Yep. Looks real nice. And, and if you're in there, get the chassis one, too. Yep. Yeah, the chassis one's sweet. Bo and I, I mean, were talking I like about the M91, but I, I, the chassis one is real yeah. cool. Yeah, it is the perfect project. You don't want to mod your car anymore. You're done. Maybe you're saving up for something big. Everything like, is working well. You're trying not yeah. to break it. But, but you want to on something. You want to call two of your buddies, hang out in the garage, have a couple <laughs> beers, and just like tinker. Yeah, it's, you that's wanna, the do, night. You want to just sit around and take bolts out and put them back in? <laughs> We've got the kit for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great because if you take one bolt out at a time, you don't screw anything up yeah ah, like you just yeah. one out one back <laughs> that's how i did it on the 30 mm-hmm. on the you don't even have to know what you're doing taking all of them out at once <laughs> don't do oh. that <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Especially if the snout is still on the belt. Oh, and the belt wrap, right too. Yeah, you'd have oh. to do the... Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could hurt yourself, too. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you started from the belt end and then you got to that last one. <laughs> <laughs> Use your brain. Yeah. Just, yeah. There's, there's bolts. Don't yeah, overthink just, it. Bolts. We did a full install video if you need to see it. But yeah, I, know, I know you guys can handle it. Yep. Well, uh, I'm assuming Mess It Up Matt is Matt Kizano. Uh, <laughs> snap set up and bolt. he's got a 1-4. <laughs> yeah. He knows about snapping bolts because the 1-4 head is the softest head I have ever attached anything to. Yeah. Every, everything on that is 71 inch pounds, and if you go to 72, it's stripped. <laughs> it is terrible. Ask me how I know. Oh. The Adam Project? See, these are Real things. Soon. That, these are things you're up next. Don't wear head when you're like, hey, you want to buy my Sonic? Yeah. You're like, I how know. many bolts are stripped in that head? <laughs> <laughs> how many did I recap and put M8s in? Uh, maybe a couple. <laughs> Tyler sends a Snapchat of all oh, the parts yeah, he didn't put back on. <laughs> the coilers or coil overs have been flying off the shelves. Yeah, we're yes. already sold out of the current batch of the Cobalt standard height, uh, almost sold out of the Ion standard height. The extra lows haven't been going as fast as I thought they would, hmm. because that was kind of one complaint of other coilover brands, is you couldn't go that low. So I was like, hey, here's your solution. I think that was like the same dozen people just saying, probably, yeah. Just going funny in how that group. comes out in the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, they're, they're flying off the shelves. I just saw three, three more people post today about installing them. Uh, we have Kappa coilovers, so Solstice Sky, those are... Uh, Shout out Pars Panda. Yep, those are on the way. Um, <laughs> Slingshot, Sonic, Cruise, Camaro, and I need to finalize ATS. So, yep. like, we're going to have the whole gamut. And all these have over a year of testing on a car, like, 20 yeah. feet away. Like, yeah. <laughs> so then, once hold I finish on, all hold that... Hold on, hold on, <laughs> Turbos are for people who tolerate waiting... You need to come ride in my car. <laughs> I have yeah. a EFR 8374 on that thing. And it's when like I drive race it, face. there is no waiting at any time ever. Ever. It's 30 pounds on the line and 40 between shifts. <laughs> it, it yeah, does, the, there's no waiting. The Codeth, I, I have no idea who you are, but turbos for when waiting driven wrong. is for people back working on like carbureted small block days. Mm, yeah. Modern turbo tech and what we can do to get turbos to school. Uh, there's, 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 that's why we have stepped away from super. Yeah, 10, 10 years ago, I'd agreed with them. A hundred percent. Yeah, but we should do a, the things um, that you we're put a watt box and a two fifty seven on, and it'll drive like a KO four car. Like if if you know what you're if doing, if you know how to drive it, yeah. Your power band shifts, so your driving has to shift, and most people forget that last part. Eric, make a note. Uh, let's do a might go away. A Wednesday video tech talk of Al talking about turbo lag. <laughs> yeah. If you want to, if you want to see how turbo lag is fake, watch my turbo car next to his blower car. <laughs> <laughs> also true. But you do have 1.8 more liters. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. And he's uh, got that, that, uh, the second heat pump. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The converter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the converter. It does create a lot of heat. Uh, Adam Project, I, we've finalized the Model 3 coilovers too, so. Uh, oh, yeah. We've got them on our Model 3. They're sweet. We've got an awesome billet lower mount that we make in-house that is just beautiful. And It's, uh, it's actually gorgeous. Yeah, it's really cool. So, in every single autocross we take it to, it, it just, dominates. 
it does thing. It makes. Oh, I just love how it makes people scratch their head. Like, huh? Why? Why is my fully specked out car getting Can we change by the, uh, the noisemaker thing to be like a weed eater sound or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> yeah, the Model Three slaps. Yeah, that that, yeah. that car does slap, and it looks great. Lowered too, like slammed on its nuts, and still drives nice. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't drive it. it. Scares me. Yeah. yeah. Al doesn't like technology. No. Nope. Except for turbo technology. Except for turbo technology. <laughs> Big fan. And mediums and full and nitrous. And nitrous. And nitrous. Is there any nitrous technology been out lately? <laughs> A couple years ago. Uh, A couple years ago. <laughs> in 1995. Out- I think it was Nitrous Outlet came out with the inner spooler. The inner spooler. Yeah. Ooh, what's that? It's a little double V-band clamp that goes right on the turbo outlet, and it's a fogger ring. (gasps) Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Why don't you have one of those? It's only for real big turbos. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking like... 90 mil? Like diesel trucks. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do need that. Uh, Gumby, I got the seats from Al, who got the seats from Noah. They are just stock LNF seats. Um, Jason, why is it... You don't even have an M62, Jason. Yeah, he does. He's he does. Back to the, the, he went back? Well, he's, no, in the spring, he's going back. He, he has, has the TBS, TBS on now. Um, oh, he's just like... <laughs> the H62 is in its final home. Uh, did it end up there? Yep. All right. As as it was supposed to. Yep. Uh, Jason, I would like to get out there racing a M62 LSJ car with you this next spring. Mm. I really want to take the blue car up. I think it'll be a lot of fun. To the drag strip? Mm-hmm. Yep, red slicks. No oh, axles yeah. will be fine. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm not on street tires. <laughs> Only slicks. <laughs> Only slicks. All right, fair enough. But yeah, so well, the LSJ is going to be the do all everything next year, huh? It's going to be. It's mm-hmm. going to be going to the road course. It'll be going to the drag strip. It'll all this power cars. Pounds of nitrous. Do we need to run a full session? At the oh road God. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you account for one, let's say one, you only need it on two straights. Gingerman. Uh, really? No, I would spray <laughs> every so, corner. No, no, no. So I would spray uh, eleven to twelve. So the long back straight. Yep. Uh, twelve to one, and then I would do uh, three to five. The little squiggly the, thing. No, there. no, no. So you go here, here, go up, and then uh, it's like then the, every, every once in a while I gotta give her a little squirt, squirt, little just squirt, to cool yeah. things down. <laughs> Actually, if you had your suspension set up, you could do it on eight, nine, ten too. That long swooper in the back. Oh boy! No, that, that one is scary. That that in the Camaro when the Camaro is not out of control is so much fun because it's just a controlled slide the whole yeah. time. And then you hit the little straight, and then you slam on the brakes, and then hope yeah. you don't go into the field. That was the corner where the sky was <laughs> like, you go the remember you when you to built me to be a drift car? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh no. <laughs> We're going to do that thing now. <laughs> well, it's, and 10B is a uh, up, like it's a... It's like a toilet yeah, bowl. Yeah, it, it's of like thing, a toilet yeah. bowl. Hmm. So you lose traction, like, immediately mm-hmm. as you hit the bottom and start to go up. So you yeah. just slide. You feel good going in. And then, then, it, and then it's like... Down, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, I need to finally get out there next year. Yeah. Yep. But then it's, like, the longest straight, too. So you're, pounds. like, fighting because you're like, ah, I want the mile per hour out of the yeah. corner. <laughs> we might have to hook up that second bottle. Might have to. Might, might have to. We'll see. All right, boys. 
Good got podcast. Have some blower. Have some blower. I'm gonna put some snow tires on so I can drive wherever I want. Let us know what you yep. want to hear next. Snow mm-hmm. tires. Snow tires. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. Yeah. Have yeah. a great weekend. That's about it. I'm gonna work on that dumb sound. <laughs> <laughs> Don't strip any bolts. <laughs> They're already stripped. <laughs> All right.